Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. These are conversations with CEOs of digital companies, thought leaders, and solution providers about how you can become a level five digital workplace. For the show notes and transcript of this episode, go to thedigitalworkplace.com. Welcome back to the Digital Workplace Podcast. Today, our guest is Somya Santos-Sen. He is the founder of People Conscious. He is a digital transformation leader in the HR space, an author, and just a a wonderful person to get to know. Somya, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Neil. Really glad to be in the show and uh, really looking forward. Yeah, it's going to be a great conversation. You helped us out with our tweetathon back in October, and it just had a lot of great, great ideas that, that came about there. So I'm excited to, to dive into topics you are familiar with. But before we do that, we need to check to make sure you are a live human. Okay. So here's your <laughs> capture question. If you were suddenly stuck in an airport, a long layover, and all the Wi-Fi went out, you had no data on your phone or anything like that, and you had six hours to spend, how are you going to spend that? Well, that's easy for me because I love reading and... Uh... You can find to buy books there. So I love reading. Like, and I can actually um, uh, do it quite fast. So I can read a book like in, in a couple of hours. Like that's, that's my mm-hmm. advantage. So I would love to do that. <laughs> is, is speed reading something that just came natural to you? Or is it something that you worked on? Or how did you get about it? It's coming from like past, like in my background, like starting my education and all my work and others. That's all like worked for me. Well, tell us about your background and what you do and just your experience. Yes, I'm into the technology and advisory consulting for several years, and uh, especially for the last one decade, um, I'm working on the transformation piece, because when the digital um, transformation coming into the picture for the last uh, one decade almost now, uh, and when I say like it, it's not only about the technology piece, but also technology is always there, but also like how we can, uh, what are the biggest pain points in the transformation like uh, you know, the changes, uh, adoption, digital enablement, you know, so, and um, and I'm working mainly with the HR people. So one of the big, biggest focus is definitely the HR solutions. And when I say HR solution, it's not uh, for HR, rather for the employees and the, in, all the people, right? So that's more focused on people. And that's how somehow, like, I link somehow to the workplace, uh, collaboration tools and the workplace, um, and I think um, solution as well. And I think um, this is much before pandemic. And I think the pandemic has created a wave to use it all over uh, the world, which is actually great, like, because then I can definitely see uh, where it's coming from, like why we need that. Like, and that's my experience about like, I'm focusing on the, uh, these areas, yeah, consulting and working with large firms. And basically based in Germany, but I work with a global team most of the time. Fantastic. So I think HR is like the perfect area to talk about when it comes to digital transformation and how things are changing. Because we have all these new capabilities, new tools that are coming in, we're suddenly able to track basically any metric that you want, you can get a lot of data about. But a lot of the core systems, the core operating system of, of HR is a little bit ancient and a little bit outdated in a lot of ways. So I want just to get your perspective to see that kind of mismatch of the capabilities and actual systems behind it. So if we could rebuild an HR system and basically a company from the ground up, what would you like to see? Yeah, you're right, Neil. Like, um, if you see, like, I will before coming to the technology HR system piece, uh, I want to also 
ask you to give give a like a, a few like HR is also transforming mm. in the last uh, many many years. Like you know, being into a transactional role, coming to more strategic role, focusing more on business customer. Like this is also changing continuously. Like some of the organizations have already changed or in a very like higher maturity in that respect. But still, there are many organizations and around the world was still in their old mode. You know, so they're like more like focusing on the policies, rules, uh, normal transactions, uh, solving employees daily, uh, like mostly deal with employee relations, um, you know, uh, compliance and all those parts, rather than really focusing how we can um, provide a better experience to employees. And that's the key for today's work, especially when you talk about digital, it's all about experience, like um, and it's meant when you call about experience, it's actually started with customer. Like when you organizations, I think the customer experience is coming around for many years now. Like how we can provide a better customer experience in terms of their providing values, and, you know, like uh, providing, like working in a feedback culture and uh, like providing innovations uh, with the technology field. And that's coming to the employee as well, and along with the digital experience. So uh, if you think from the HR system point of view, like I think, um, if I compare with uh, 15, 20 years back, I think the HR systems has uh, like moved around a huge, uh, big difference in terms of value propositions to the employees. Because in terms of the user experience, in terms of um, the simplicity, I think it's much, much better than the, we have used to have in previously. But I think there is this. So can you take a second to compare, like what is it that's so different just not, not even from the technology side, of it, but just the mindset of HR in terms of what do you feel like is a, an, maybe an evolved or a higher level approach to HR versus where it was in the past? Can you make a clear line for us between the two? Yeah, so the difference is definitely one side. Uh, I'm talking about the technology piece, but I think the difference also with um, the mindset coming from the HR, like coming from uh, the older of the like transaction or providing help to the employees rather providing experience to employees. I mean, you say experience is actually covering like a lot, like in starting from the, starting actually from the candidate, you know, like we started hiring candidate and then it's turned into employee, the whole life cycle of their performance, their increment, their compensation, like the whole life cycle there. Uh, even, even it comes when an employee really want to off like uh, the company, you know, out of the companies. So offboarding, onboarding is common one recruitment. The whole learning piece, uh, the, the personal development piece when the employees stay in the organization is there. Uh, the experience with the employee, with their managers, with the peers, uh, how they can collaborate. So there are a lot, you know, you know, there when it comes about the experience. And uh, most of this experience, what actually is covered today, by the solution which is provided in the HR. You know, uh, if you see like when HR moved to cloud today, you know, we have, we have more cloud solutions which are much simpler. Uh, uh, and then it's provided also better experience in terms of uh, access and user, better integration scope with others. So I think it's much easier now, but still there have vast way to go. I can still see because uh, when I see from the uh, core framework, I think most of the systems are actually uh, designed based on the process, right? So the process of HR is not based on the experience or moments which that matters for employee. And that's how the, the difference coming still is there, like uh, still that there are challenges with adoptions, there are still challenges with uh, actual enablement of those systems or a real value you know, to the employees. So I think that's also transitioning uh, yeah. quite a um, quite few last few years, and we can see definitely more improvement in coming years. Yeah, I like that distinction a lot. That 
for a long time, tech was making HR's job easier. Like it provided more mm-hmm. tools for the people inside HR right. to do all their work easier, but it wasn't really focused on how's this really impacting the employee, right? And their experience with everything. And so I think coming to a, a new understanding that HR is there to serve employees and tech should be there to serve the entire organization, not just to make that one HR person's job easier. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's talk more about that then. When it comes to what HR teams should look like in the future, I mean, you interact with a lot of very large enterprises and a lot of companies that are out there, which typically have a lot of people working in the HR department that are supporting all the other people. Do you think that's a sustainable way or that that's going to continue on in the future? Or do you think HR teams, because they're going to be able to partner with technology more, are going to be a little bit more lean? I think HR is already becoming lean in most of the organizations. Like many organizations are following the lean approach or agile approach to building HR team. And when you say like um, they are mainly, uh, we can see uh, the one of the major focus is on the the role like HRBPs, which is coming around, you know, so the providing, helping to the business as a business partner, uh, HR business partner, which is helping the business in terms of strategies and how we can help them in terms of, um, and again, it's all related to people, you know, their employee, their team, the challenges, you know, the making the team efficient, how the team can be more productive and, and these respect. Uh, one of the biggest, uh, another biggest aspect where HR is definitely providing with their, like, uh, which is still coming from the past, which is, um, helping uh, around the employee relationships and providing support, which is uh, we call still as HR operations, we call HR operations, actually people operation team. We have seen like uh, it's changing from also the HR to the people because it's actually for the people, not for HR uh, and how we can provide efficient um, uh, like um, uh, efficiency in terms of the operations and in terms of providing the help of new technologies, automations coming into pictures uh, and the one change, big change here is that like in earlier it's done manually by HR. Now most of the things are done by technology. So we can see this uh, operation team is coming more and more lean and small where we can use more technology and enable more technology to help. And those HR can help in other areas. Like in one of the biggest part is the change part. Like HR can be a huge change agent in terms of changing the culture of the company and changing um, the all other respect, which is because every single organization is transforming to some extent. And especially when you see like things like pandemic and where we need a, organizations need a big resilience, you know, to, have the most sustainability to survive in this, you know, and biggest crisis and how they can deal with that. Um, challenges with the employee with like health and safety and other norm, uh, other norms. Definitely HR plays a big role, you know, in terms of, uh, and then there is a connection also between the compliance, the legal, all those parts where HR can take, take part because the policies matters at that point to certain point, uh, certain level as well. So I think um, that's HR plays another role there, like, you know, helping the changing the whole organization in terms of their, because um, they are very close to people. They know the people, right? Mm. Another really new aspect, which is coming, uh, I would say not new really, because it's the analytics, people analytics uh, is a, it's become a very core function of HR today. And actually it's not for HR again, it's, it's for the business. You know, it can really like with the, uh, we have a lot of people data, like in all respect. And with those data, we can have like uh, really build a better experience, better decision making for the business leaders, uh, for the organizations, uh, for the talent management, for uh, for various things, you know. And that's that's coming into picture as well. So we have yeah. seen like a lot of organizations is focusing on like how they can build those uh, people data science team and they can help leverage team there. And definitely one of the, another piece is the digital HR, which is uh, coming uh, 
which is also coming around the picture, uh, you know, how we can better digitalize a solution for the, like, like let's say, learning solutions, equipment solution, onboarding solutions, talent solutions, and definitely it's linked to somehow to our HR system as well. Well, let's talk about specifically people analytics. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listen to the show are in a size of company that, you know, they have an HR director or somebody who's looking at that or people ops, somebody that, that's looking over that, mm-hmm. but maybe they haven't experimented with some of these new technologies. So just with people analytics, what are some of the insights that people can expect to get from that and how can they use those? Look, when you say about people analytics, like some, some people call also HR analytics or talent analytics, whatever you call, but actually it's, it's have like, when you say from the data points, it's have all the data points related to people. And when you say like, it's related to all the, um, all the aspect, again, on the employee life cycle, you know, <clears throat> starting from the recruitment, their absence, their compensations, um, data, their performance data, everything like, and also it's related to also somehow to business. I think we can also, integrate those people data onto the business data, like from the cost and finance perspective, sales perspective, marketing and other other functions perspective. So what we can do, like when we can really integrate those data things together and uh, we can really generate better insight. Again, this insight is not something driven by data, rather it's driven by business problems. You know, because most of the organizations have challenges, problems related to people, related to performance, related to results, you know, and those, if we know the problem, if we dig down, like what could be the root cause and what were the challenges, where could be the, we can make a huge difference. I think we can actually lay down to the right data points. And if we get the right data points there, like, you know, and then right data source as well, we can really definitely generate and generate huge insight which is much meaningful to take better decision by the business leaders today. And that's what like people analytics play a big role. You know, it's not for HR again. It's actually helping the business to really drive um, in more efficiency and effectiveness in the organizations, you know, making a better team, better experience, better customer service as well, because when the people are feeling better, they are more connected. I think it, it helps to also increase the engagement to the, to the level of the customer improvement, right? So that's all things are related. And these are like, some of the aspects they are actually in people analytics for the last few years are actually using many other aspects as well. So I personally use people analytics in some of the organizations to use, understand the culture of the organizations. I call it culture analytics. I use people analytics as well to understand the change and behaviors, how the leaders and the people are changing their behaviors with respect to the, all these changes happening. And it can help to make better decisions in some point of time. Yeah. So there are many aspects there. How would you blend in things like employee engagement analytics, like these tests that go out maybe on a a daily or weekly basis or just these one question type feedback type things? Is that part of people analytics or is that a totally separate domain? There are various names, you know, like, you know, we cannot see like once one platform on solution providing all there are but there are gaps there are solution from different angles right you know there if we talk about engagement part like employee engagement there are a lot of good uh, solutions available you know it's like um, and um, what it can give right um, it's a it's a good approach because when we don't have data points right like especially when you talk about like um, experience of the people I mean you talk about engagement like there are a lot of questions where you cannot have the data points available so there are no systems or nowhere we can actually get the data so we can uh, you know define surveys you know we can ask questions and uh, in regular basis and employees and people can answer that based on that we can see like how is the progress going and we can really monitor those engagement journey for the employees and the whole organizations so that's one aspect you know so 
apart from what data sources we have. But um, we have also seen, like, uh, I can, that's interesting, actually, because uh, there is a um, paper space, there is a one tool we call uh, organization network analysis. So what is it does, like, it's actually to get data from all of your, not only from your survey and assistance, but also from your work, like, uh, workplace system or collaboration tools, like Microsoft Office, uh, your collaboration tool from maybe Slack, or any collaboration tool. So, and it, what it can generate, so it has a huge number of collect data points from how people collaborate and in, inter interact with each other, you know, and how often, even the data from your mail, and what it can resemble, like, which people in the organizations are more connected to the others, you know, and who are the major major uh, connecting points, connecting dots to the whole organizations, or maybe a bottleneck uh, mm -hmm. to some uh, some organization where multiple um, team cannot collaborate because cross collaboration is one of the big component today for any success for the organizations. And, and this data is really helpful. So it's called as an organization network analysis. It has a huge dimensions actually if we see from the growth perspective, but um, this has already used by many organizations today and it's a huge benefit there. So, so it's growing, as I mentioned, like the space is growing, the space, and um, there are a lot of opportunities if you can trick that. And that's actually very linked to the workplace solution when we talk about it. Sure. Well, something to close us out, why don't you give us a picture of what you feel like the best case scenario in the future looks like? Let's imagine 10 years or even just five years in the future, a company that really embraces technology, but also upgrades its understanding and idea of what people operations, what, what HR should be like, and just totally reimagines everything and builds something brand new. What does that look like to you? So I think before looking into like, like the best case is always, as I mentioned, like give some example how it's evolving. And that's that's the, actually the best case is actually like how we can make it more effective, right, in the future. So uh, one of the things is like, it's very important, like um, when you think about the best space, I think it's very important, like the organizations think also the, the basic challenges which we have, you know, within the team, within the employees, within the HR, even within the management team sometimes, you know, like, and uh, if they can solve, like, and there are a lot to unlearn and learn here, right? For example, like, I can give you some example, like, uh, there is a huge changing going around for the leadership skills, you know, so we have seen, like, more purpose-driven and inspiration-driven leadership is more coming into picture rather than command and controls, you know, and then we have seen, like, um, as I already mentioned, like, siloed um, working is replacing with uh, more collaborative working you know that's th those things are uh, coming into picture more like that you know uh, human driven decision to more evidence-based decisions um, telling people what to do to more like how we can influence them how can with storytelling so there are very small um, small small things which are there uh, small skill set for leaders for employees for them everyone uh, and actually the target uh, i think the ideal should be like where a workplace or environment yeah, where we can, it builds with a trust so that everybody trusts each other, everybody can raise their voices, uh, we can manage conflict with more empathy, you know, and definitely use technology to make it more efficiently working, you know, and, um, and then also focusing on the health. Uh, that's very important today because when we are overusing technology, we have seen also like we have challenges with health, still a lot of organizations facing this challenge. So I think this there are, these are very basic things. It's not nothing related to our normal daily job, but these are some pain points we have seen for many organizations. So I think if we can work around with those pain points and you know we can uh, make a better environment along with this, 
that could be the ideal perfect place where the workplace can be there. And this workplace can be anything like physical, remote, so because it's work in anywhere. Well, great. Uh, Somi, it's been great to connect with you and to learn from your perspective on things. If people want to learn more about your work and what you do, where should they go? So I think the better way to connect with me is through LinkedIn. I think uh, that's why I mostly engage with also Twitter, but LinkedIn is more easy. Uh, so LinkedIn, I use this LinkedIn as more like a my connecting database as, as well, like contact database. Yeah. And I'm very much engaged with LinkedIn. So that's the easiest way. And uh, I have write, um, written a book, as I mentioned, Digital HR Strategy. Mm-hmm. So, um, though it's written as a digital HR, but uh, it's bring a lot of aspects which I've talked now, you know, so far, you know, so bringing how we can connect all those dots together and make the tra- organization transform in a better sustainable way. So that's what written in that book. So if somebody interested, um, yeah, you can definitely go through that book. It will be helpful for sure. Fantastic. Well, we will put the link to your LinkedIn profile and to your book in the show notes. It's been great to talk with you. We look forward to chatting more in the future. Same here, man. Thank you so much. This has been the Digital Workplace Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to leave a review wherever you can. Go to thedigitalworkplace.com and sign up for our twice-a-month newsletter. It keeps you up to date on the best ways to build a level 5 digital workplace. Music for the show is provided by City of Sound. I'm your host, Neil Miller. Keep moving forward.